On this episode of Should I Drink That? Tequila and beer? And a Belgian triple? A double IPA? All in one? What? What the hell is going on around here? Oh, it's happening. And it's in the glass. We also talk about Hogtoberfest going on in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. That's right. Home of Punxsutawney Phil. They're having a beer fest this coming week, and we're going to be there covering it live. Bing! This is Should I Drink That, episode 111. Warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause you to become confused as to what liquids you should drink and liquids that you shouldn't, such as liquids with volatile sensitivity to changes in temperature and or pressure, liquids that require two mechanical seals to stay put, non-lubricating liquids that produce gases and or solids that may or may not be abrasive, liquids that are seriously goddamn sensitive to agitation, liquids that react with each other to form a solid, which is an absolute nightmare, or limitlessly lubricating liquids a nightmare at the other end of the rectum. Spectrum, take it from Spoon. And lastly, anything at all consumed by Should I drink that dot com. Hey everyone, this is the Most Reverend Father Spoon. Welcome back to ShouldIDrinkThat.com, or even if it's crap, I drink it so you don't have to. Tonight we're doing a collaboration beer uh, from Stone Brewing, 2015 edition, from Ecliptic, Wicked Weed, and Stone. Ecliptic? Ecliptic? Depends on my accent for the night. I wasn't aware that this beer was out yet, and uh, I was pretty stoked when I, I went to the market, local market district and I saw it. Uh, this was bottled on 4.29, and the recording today is on May 16th. So they got this beer pretty damn fast out the western Pennsylvania. Stone, I give you credit for that. Thank you, too, because I love it when I can get your beer fresh out here. Well, as fresh as we can get it. There's two reasons why I'm really excited for this beer. Okay, three, because the first one, obviously, is because it's beer. Uh, the second, it's a double IPA. And third, it's been blended with a barrel-aged Belgian-style triple. That's one of my favorite styles. Double IPA, second or first favorite style, depending on my mood. This could be very cool. Uh, from what I was reading on this beer, good Lord, uh, th this is going to be one hell of a test for uh, for your palate, for your senses. Uh, it's, it's quite intense from what I was, from the different reviews I saw on it. Uh, Stone's Point Unknown IPA, uh, as I mentioned, is a West Coast double IPA. Uh, it's blended with barrel-aged Belgian-style triple. Hooray for me. The beer comes in at 9.5% ABV. The IBUs are 72. Could have a little bit of a bite to it. And uh, as I had mentioned, this is a West Coast-style double IPA blended with a barrel-aged Belgian-style triple. The barrels that were used to age the triple for this beer previously housed fine red wine. After being emptied of their rich tannic contents, those oak barrels were then shipped to a distillery south of the border where they were used to age Añejo tequila. Ooh, oh, God, tequila. Oh, this could, this could be a bad night. Uh, a hop-heavy double IPA combined with a Belgian-style triple given extra layers of flavor courtesy of wine and tequila-laced oak. Sweet God Almighty. 
<laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, this is available in 22-ounce bottles beginning May 11th. As I mentioned, this is the 17th. Am I right? 16th. Going on to the 17th. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, wow. Th this could be very crazy. But, hey, I'm just reading the label. Why don't we hear it actually from the guys who made it themselves, the guys from Ecliptic, Stone, and Wicked Weed, as they tell you about the beer. Points Unknown, to me, is kind of a representation of the evolution of, of beer. But I think that people are pushing the boundaries, making the best IPA they can, and pushing the boundaries, making the best you know, Pilsner they can, and then also, hey, what can I throw at a beer that's going to make this stand out and be unique in the market? I think just the whole idea of experimentation and going into this points unknown kind of thing is is emblematic of all three of us. This beer, in part, was motivated by a love of traditional beer styles and new beer styles. And we thought, wow, what if we combine the two? We kind of took this idea of a Belgian IPA and wanted to flip it over a little bit. We wanted something that was going to punch you in the face with hops. And we wanted to make something that was very hot for and kind of represented what we all are. I think it's going to have a really bright uh, IPA-esque, double IPA nose to it. We opted to go with tropical fruit on the hop character. We, we used Amarillo, we used Calypso, and then also a new hop uh, called Yarillo. But it's then going to have this nice mid-palate, which is going to come in from the use of the Belgian uh, triple we made to blend with it, which is going to give a nice honey, kind of a sweet malt body to the mid-palate of the beer. You know, we went very traditional on the triple side of it, with the exception of adding the blue agave nectar. But other than that, it was a very traditional triple. It was Pilsner malt, it was Styrian hops, uh, Magnum hops, and just brewed traditionally. And then we, we put a twist on it by, by putting some of it in tequila barrels. What you're getting and how the beers come together, you, you're getting the tropical fruit character from the hops, and you're also getting some banana character from the yeast that we used to ferment the triple. And they blend together seamlessly. To me, it's amazing how you can't distinguish between them. The tequila is present in the aroma, uh, just slightly uh, on the taste. The red wine character, I think, comes through. The barrel comes through the wood. There's a nice tannic end to the beer. You just have this really complex beer that's got all sorts of things going on. All three of us have brewed good triples and good double IPAs. I think we had a pretty good idea that this beer was going to be nice. And, uh, I think we succeeded. Awesome. Oh, sorry. The final beer will taste awesome. <laughs> the final beer will taste awesome. If you like stone beer, you're going to love this beer. And if you like wicked weed beer, you're going to love this beer. And if you like ecliptic beer, you're going to love this beer. Let's give this one uh, a try, shall we? Oh, I'm picking up. I'm actually picking up some tequila on the nose. There's definitely uh, there's definitely a fruit presence. There's a acidual citrusy too. I'm picking up some banana on here, which is going to be due to the uh, the hops and the yeast. 
a slight hint of wood, uh, and, and like I mentioned, it's, I, I think I'm getting a little bit of tequila off there. Nice floral aroma though too. When I think of the IPAs that I like, the aroma that I'm getting off this is very spot on to, to how I like my beers. Um, oh yeah, it's, I, I like citrusy. Citrusy IPAs are, are kind of my thing right now. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm digging. All right, let's give this a try. Let's see what we think. Whoa, holy shit. Oh my God. Oh, that is complex. Ooh. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's very fruity. <laughs> Not like your, uh, I don't want you to think in your mind like a lambic style fruity, but it's, I'm picking up, um, let's see, there's, I'm picking up a lot of banana and a lot of wood. So it's like banana wood. Okay. Now there's the hops. Definitely picking up, ooh, geez. Well, that snuck up on me. It, uh, it's kind of has like a tequila finish, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I, I, I dig that. Uh, wow. All right. Oh, God, I could check a few of these. Okay, so here's what's really just kind of blowing my mind on this. Uh, so right now, I, I'm getting a lot of wood, kind of like on the the roof of my mouth. And right on my palate is is tequila. And I used to be a big tequila drinker. So right now, I am, as Sick Puppy would have said, spoons and Shangri-La. I'm not getting there, but I'm pretty damn close. I can't believe this is a beer. My God. I got a little bit of the banana still. Uh, I'm picking up a lot of the wood. I don't know why. I'm getting heavy wood. I'm getting heavy wood on this. A little bit. I get a little uh, resin taste to it. The uh, the fruit's starting to die down, but I'm still getting the tequila. I'm not picking so much uh, wine out of it. As I, I think that the tequila is definitely more present in this than... Uh, and, and don't think of... Don't think of this as like Jose Cuervo or the, the cheap shit that you get at the bars. No, no, not like, not like that. I'm not talking that kind of tequila. We're talking good tequila. Damn, this is a good beer. So according to Dr. Bill, your suggested pairings for this, uh, for your appetizers, you're looking at vegetarian pot stickers, coconut shrimp, ceviche, baked zucchini fries, and mussels. Yeah, I could see that. I could see the baked zucchini. That would be pretty stellar with this. Uh, your salad, you're looking at Thai noodle. No, not a fan. Uh, Waldorf, dear God, I can't believe he put Waldorf salad. Seriously? That crap made with the, oh my God, my Aunt Betty makes that junk. It's the, it's got the mayonnaise and the fruit and the, oh. There's like raisins and apples and shit in there. Oh, I hate that. I hate this. Anyways, uh, for entrees, fried chicken. I can see that salmon. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of getting into salmon. Pesto tortellini. Uh, I can see that too. For cheeses. I'm not even getting into there. I'm. No, we're not going to get into cheeses. Don't know enough about cheeses. Can't have cheeses. Sticking with that. Desserts. Lemon bars. Yes. Bananas. Foster. Oh, sweet God. Yes. Uh, strawberry cheesecake. Maybe not. Carrot cake. Uh, oh God. Yeah. I I could definitely drink this with some carrot cake. I am a carrot cake junkie, so I could totally go for that. Wow, wow this is this is good stuff. Hey, and speaking of good stuff, I got to tell you about a really cool event that I am going to be a part of. Uh, actually, this weekend, this coming weekend, May or yeah, May twenty third, in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, 
When you hear Punksy, there's only one place you're going. I'm going to Gobbler's Nap. Yes, Hogtoberfest. I think this is the, the first ever Hogtoberfest is going to be going on up in Punxsutawney at Gobbler's Knob. First session is 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Second session, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's going to be a glorious celebration of beer. And here's there's a couple reasons why I'm excited for this. First of all, tickets are only 30 bucks for this. Very inexpensive for when you consider beer fest around the general uh, Western PA area. Granted, this is going toward, more towards uh, Central PA. The next thing, <laughs> the guys from Noble Stein Brewing Company are going to be there. They were the kick-ass brewery from uh, the Pittsburgh Brew Fest that I was at a few months ago with uh, Jason Sircone from Pittsburgh Craft Beer Network. Over a couple of beers, and Jason has so many things. I'm trying to make sure I get all the names right. So, anyways, Noblestein's going to be there, and I really hope they have their. Uh, I really hope they have that saison there that they had at the, the Pittsburgh Brew Fest. But I will be there as a homebrew judge with a few others from Pittsburgh. Uh, really honored that they they asked me to come up, and uh, a few of my buddies are going up also. That we didn't know where we were all going until I guess they they sent out this notice saying, "Hey, here's the judges." So that's going to be really cool. Uh, we are going to be judging the homebrews from around the area, which I'm very excited for. Uh, I'm going to be making this trip solo up there. So uh, family gets to stay behind while Daddy, Daddy gets to go out and go to a beer fest. But also there, which and here's what I, I love about the fact that Punxsutawney is having a beer fest, is that I'm going to be able to try some breweries that I have not had a chance, some I didn't even know existed uh, that are just around it in their area. No, well, first of all, I mean in Homestead, which is close to us. There's a little sister brew works. They're supposed to be there. Uh, North Country from Slippery Rock, just north of Pittsburgh. Uh, Big Rail Brewing from Leesburg, Pennsylvania will be there. Never, heard, uh, never had their beers. Looking forward to it. Levity Brewing Company from Indiana, who's claiming to be the first brewery from Indiana, though I think. There are friends at Noblestein might beat them. I don't know, and I need to find this out because it's going to be – I think it's really cool that Indiana, PA, home of IUP, uh, will have two breweries in it by this fall. Uh, that's that's pretty badass. And congratulations for the city for, you know, easing up to let these guys come in and, and do their thing. Uh, Lavery from Erie. You know we love those guys up there. And uh, Erie is just now wrapping up uh, Erie Craft Beer Week, their first one which seemed to be a big success from what I saw on Twitter. Uh, Bob Batts from the Post-Gazette was up there. He's done some great coverage. Uh, check him out on the Twitters, at Bob Batts Jr. And then also Race Street Brew Works from Clearfield, PA, which is a little bit more central PA than uh, everything else. So, yes, yeah, so that's going to be going on. Uh, I, I've heard some really good things about the planning that's going on for this. So when the invite came in, I was honestly thinking about going up there because we've got family up that way. We were trying to, to make the decision to go up there, and uh, and now that I am a new uncle, uh, we've got we're going to be planning a few trips up there soon. So uh, if you get the chance, check it out. The regular price, uh, the regular admission includes live entertainment, appetizers, and a commemorative drinking glass. Heck yeah! And there are uh, designated driver tickets available for ten bucks. Check that out. It is May 23rd. I will have a, a link to this off of Should I Drink That. In case you, you do want to find out more while you're listening to the show, go to www.groundhog.org. This is being put on by the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club. Yes, the fine people that bring you Groundhog Day. 
And, and just for the record, too. Now, I, I've been a fan of Groundhog Day for a very long time, especially having relatives in the area. And I, I feel the need to to make this known. If you haven't realized it yet, a lot of you guys know the movie Groundhog Day. Bill Murray. Yeah. That is not Gobbler's Knob that they're at. It is not in the town square. It is not that small. Cobbler's Knob has tens of thousands of people at it. It is a big area. And it is like a field-ish area. And I will be happy to, to take plenty of pictures. So I'm going to go up and, uh, yeah, every time I pass through Punxsutawney, I stop by. I see Phil. I say, hey, Phil, what's up? I go visit the Groundhog Zoo. It's always a good time. Uh, it's it's a very nice area. Uh, summertime, they have a they have a groundhog festival, which is funny that it's not in February. But really, who wants to drive to Central PA for a festival and freeze their butt off besides to see a groundhog? So they do it in the summertime, and it's fun. I like it. I have a good time. Um, so there you have it. Hogtoberfest is coming up Saturday, May twenty third, twenty fifteen. Uh, make sure you get your tickets for both sessions. I will be there walking around with a microphone and then probably, I'll probably hang out in, uh, Punxie for the day. See what's going on there. Check out the local cuisine. Hit up a few places. And, uh, a big thank you also to Standard Pennant Company for sponsoring the tasting glasses. Uh, the shirts that you see me wear from Should I Drink That came from Standard Pennant Company. They've, uh, they did a fantastic job, uh, repurposing some old shirts that I had. From uh, <coughs> former employers, and uh, and making new ones, fantastic job. Uh, check them out. Standardpennant.com. So I'll be uh, I'll be tweeting from the events and posting pictures on Instagram and on Snapchat and everything else that I can possibly get my hands on. If you're not following us on Instagram, it's should I drink that? Over on the Snapchat, it is SIDT beer. Make sure you check us out. And, of course, on the Twitters, at SIDT, or on Facebook, slash Should I Drink That. There's one on Google Plus, too, but that's just an abomination of URL. Back to this beer. I like it. I like it a lot. Actually, as this warms up, I'm getting more of that tequila out of it. And even if I would have read that, I would have picked it up, because that is... Damn, tequila and hops. That would be one hell of a sidecar. So coming from the words of Stone, this beer is very complex. We got that down. The idea of creating a beer blend that's 25% traditional Belgian triple, half of which was aged in red wine barrels that had been most recently used for aging tequila. Well, that's that's just a cluster right there. That If that doesn't send your palate in a insanity mode, I don't know what's going to. Oh, I do. The 75% modern double IPA that was inspired by all three brewers' love of traditional style, traditional beer styles and pushing the envelope with new beers. The resulting beer drinks like a cross between a double IPA, a barrel-aged barley wine, and a Belgian triple. No, it doesn't. It does not. It tastes like beer and tequila on wood. That's what it tastes like. I guess it's close enough. I, I'm not even getting Belgian triple out of this. Besides the banana. Banana, I think, is what's uh, what's making me think triple a little bit. It's not your your usual Belgian triple, but let me tell you, this is damn tasty. And, uh, hmm. See, still a little resiny. Digging that. All right. Since we don't have a rating system on this show, I'm just going to tell you it's a damn fine beer. 
Uh, ooh. It, it, I'm still getting, here's what's cool. So as it's warming up, I'm getting a lot more, uh, a lot more fruit notes, a lot, uh, sweet malt actually on the aroma. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. You enjoy it too. Let me know what you think about this beer and links for everything you need to know about this beer or on should I drink that for should I drink that.com. This is the most reverend father spoon on episode 111, or even if it's crap, we drink it. I drink it. Hell, we all drink it. So yins don't have to. And if you think about that too much, your head's going to explode. See you in episode 112. Bitches!